What up, guys? It's your boy Chingo Bling. We are back up in the mix. Today we have my boy Luis Juarez. He's a comedian from Dallas. Very, very funny. You're going to hear a lot more from him. And we're back, man. Podcast. We took a little break, but we're back in a major way. Stay tuned. Follow Luis on Instagram, Luis Juarez Comic. And I'm actually the head of the San Antonio right now. We are out there all weekend at the River Center Comedy Club that's downtown by the river inside the mall. We're there November 2nd through the 5th. So that's uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's almost about to sell out. See you there, San Antonio. Peace. Bueno, bueno. It's the motherfucking World Series, baby. What is it, 11 to 8? Damn. Man, we out here in Addison. And, uh, oh, by the way. I haven't got mic stands for these. So if your hand gets tired and shit, just, yeah, all, all this extra shit like this, it, I, I just, it makes it hobby. Yeah, I don't have headphones because I forgot them hoes and uh, oh, okay. I had borrowed hobbies the other day. But anyway, yeah, so I apologize to everybody listening because you might hear a little microphone a little adjustment. Staticky. But either way, uh, my Houston Astros are winning. Um, we were in the green room watching it all weekend. We're out here in Addison, Texas, and it was a fun-ass weekend, especially because I got to watch uh, the fucking World Series uh, yeah, in working. the green room yeah. like a boss. So, hell yeah, dude. How many times have you done that club, Addison? Addison? Uh, and this year is when I've done it the most. It's probably done like five times this year. Five, five times this yeah. year? Yeah, not like five, like five actual shows, like... Uh, as far as doing an actual weekend like this, nah, I hadn't done nothing like that. Just kind of mm-hmm. go in there and do a spire once in a while. Well, shit, thanks for, uh... hold on, Sorley, can you turn that? Oh. oh, it's all good. We're making Halloween costumes, too. Like, this shit will probably be funny as shit for YouTube, because we have, like, Halloween costumes and paints, and they look like arts and crafts. Like, uh, yeah. we done robbed Hobby Lobby. We done looted. We can paint a picture for him. It's on the ground, laid out, cardboard. I mean, uh, poster board. Uh-huh. Painted up. The other one's leaning up against the wall. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I have some laundry over there, bagged up, because oh, we've yeah. been out here. We out here, like yeah. my boy Midnight say. You got a red chair. You brought that with you? Nah, that would be dope. You're like, you know just... what? <laughs> I, I can't for, uh My boy, BJ, he's, he lives in Vegas now. He's originally from Laredo. He uh he briefly had a stint, kind of like a roadie, like he was doing merch and stuff for um, the ventriloquist, the guy with the puppet. Funny, funny dude. Jeff Dunham. Jeff yeah. Dunham. Yeah. yeah, him. <clears throat> he uh I think he worked for him for like probably like five months or some shit. Yeah. What happened? They hit a home run. Nah, they. Oh, replays. What the fuck is going on? <clears throat> uh. Yeah, he's he's worked for Jeff. Uh, for Jeff Dunham, yeah. The chairs. Anyways, here's the point. Here's why I'm bringing it up. They, they, uh, they. He said uh, Jeff Dunham would bring a living room set, like same like the one from he has at home, and they'd put it on the 18 wheeler. And when they bring all his stage and all that, um, my boy BJ, one of his jobs was to make sure it was set up, like at the arena or stadium or whatever it was he was doing, make sure it was set up like in the dressing room, like with a rug. And uh, just, I guess, to feel at home. Damn. So, like, literally, he brought his... And his dog. With him. Yeah, his dog. Yeah. Like, his real dog? Or like yeah, like, his dog and his girl. And they said um, his chick or his wife, whoever, um, 
like she'd just post up, sit on the couch, and they'd have the dog there. And sometimes other people would walk them. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty player. Yeah, well, when you're selling that many tickets. Yeah, that dude's making a lot of money. Yeah, he found his lane, bro. Yeah, millions on millions. That's what that dude is. Because he, he found his specific niche. And, uh, yeah. You know. That's like the ultimate baller shit that a comedian can do right there. Bring your house to the hotel. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool if he had, like, another room in the hotel where it's, like, his girlfriend's apartment. Well, that's, like, his side girl's apartment. Like. He had a replica. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a set. But that, that's how, on a real, that's how I felt. What, being able to watch, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, you get off stage and you're like, what's the score? You know, it's dope, man. Uh, it was fun. Yeah, especially with Houston being the World Series, so they're going to play that everywhere. It ain't like it's just... Like, it's Fox Sports Southwest, you know what I'm saying? Like, where they only play Houston games in Houston and Rangers yeah, games yeah, up yeah. here, you know? But, man, it's the World Series. They go uh, motherfucking Team Wolf. <laughs> and, and you know what, man? I got love for LA. So, uh, you know, yeah, like right now I have a friendly bet going with Jerry Garcia out there from HP. And uh, Jerry, G from HP. Jerry G from HP, Jerry Garcia. <laughs> he, was, he was on the Netflix uh, with us. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, funny. yeah, anyway, um, we have a friendly wager, so I got I got a lot of people in L.A., so I just, I, I never, I'm not like, oh, F the Dodgers and F that fool, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just all friendly because, you know, I'm trying to go do, I'm trying to go do a theater. I mean, I never said nothing bad about the Dodgers, but I'm trying to go to L.A. and do a theater. Let's I'm trying to do these arenas. Yeah, so, you're trying to go to L.A. Yeah, these, come on, Pippers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be like, say nothing bad about Team Wolf. Oh, motherfucker. Okay, out of there. There it is. And then the poor pitcher, I don't know the guy's name, but poor dude, man. He thought we thought. He looked so sad, yeah. bro, from the Dodgers. Came in and gave it up. Because we hit a double, then a single, then a homer. Damn. So what you been up to, man? Um, um, I met you through Midnight, and uh, he brought you down this Shut summer. I hit Midnight. I was like, hey, dude, I want you to headline my room. I got a room. We're doing a joke joint. I got to work out my material, so I'm going to host. And um, he said, yeah, I got some cats. What's your other boy's name? Uh, Brent Williams. Yeah, shout out to Brent Williams. Yeah, that's funny dude, man. But uh, Midnight was like, yo, I got Luis Juarez and Brent Williams. And uh, Luis is here. And uh, we chopped it up a, a, a good amount, man, while y'all were in Houston. That was fun. Yeah. I might have shows. to I might have to do that, like, almost every summer, somehow, some way. Maybe not do it at the joke joint every time. Yeah. You know, it's convenient because it's at home. Um, and you, you get know. to kind of showcase local people too, Texas people. Like I saw that you did, uh, you brought a lot of other headliners mm-hmm. in too. And I mean, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Better, you can't was, ask for a better stage than that. It was sold out. Yeah, and then it had to end. The whole, you know, the thing ended because um, Harvey happened, and and yeah. honestly, um, I didn't want to commit to too many weekends. You know, I wanted to kind of play by ears and experiment. Um, yeah. So my my fans are very generous because. I was literally going up there with just like a premise, like a little idea, mm-hmm. and just trying to work my like Houdini underwater. You know what I'm saying? You know how you guys do it, the yeah. open mics and shit. Like you gotta find a way to get out. Yeah, there were some people that would come to every single Tuesday, the really? single Tuesdays, which um, uh. Fine, well, you're not also you're not charging them a lot either, so they can come out, right? It's yeah. Plus, you know, I'm showcasing like dope, dope ass comedians, and um, you know, it was like a ten dollar ticket. And yeah. 
um, we hadn't done nothing in Houston for a while. So I was just trying to get the vibe of like how you see in New York or LA where there's like a scene and yeah. you're allowed, you could be Mark Marin or somebody big and, and not have it all the way solid yet. Yeah. Because you know, you got to start from oh, scratch. Nah. When they see that, that's polished act. That's like hours upon hours, days and weeks, months and shit worth of working on that material. Mm-hmm. And it just sounds good to them there. Like you're just making it up on the spot. That's where I'm trying to get to, where it seems like. I think a few of these shows this weekend, uh, if it, it felt like I um, practiced that muscle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like to make it just, you know, it's conversation and mm-hmm. kind of fuck with the crowd but bring it back. Yeah. You got to make love to the crowd, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you got to set them up. It takes a while to get that comfort on stage. It takes yeah. years, man. Or at least for me, it did. No, I think all of this shit comes with time. Yeah. So that's why, since I know that I really enjoy it, and I don't really plan on switching gears anytime soon. Yeah. Like, I really enjoy stand-up. It's a cool fucking art form. Like, just going up in front of people and shooting the shit. Like, uh, people tell sports... Stories like, man, I, I, when I played soccer, man, I felt bad when I'd kick the ball and da 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 Like, if I messed up a play, mm-hmm. I don't have those type of things. Yeah. So, like, talking shit is my sport. <laughs> so, I'll go back yeah. to, like, man, I remember the cafeteria one time. I said some shit right in the pocket, like a nice little tag. And my boy was like, dog, you need to really think about doing movies or something one day. Yeah. And we're Putting in high school. Shit. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, man. <laughs> so, that was before you were doing music or what? <clears throat> Yeah, man, I, I've always been a shit talker. I've been, I've been uh, wanting to do comedy. Yeah. Just you know, music was easier because, you know, you can just go get some little equipment and yeah. you talk shit that way. But I enjoyed it. Music's fun. I love music too. So yo, so this is a hell off subject, but I just remember because I looked at the Whole Foods back. So how long were you vegan again? I did it for a month. Ah, I thought yeah. you were gonna say something long. Like a year. <laughs> nah, nah, man, a month feels like a year. And, like, um, so vegan, not even vegetarian. Yeah, no, nah, not vegetarian. No cheese. No egg no, whites. No egg whites. No more. I had to switch to, like, coconut milk, almond milk, all that shit. I ate a lot Soy of, milk. like, fake meat. Yeah, you tofu, know, that chicken wings. Stuff wheat. like that, yeah. What was your favorite one? Uh, your go-to. I like that Seton stuff. The, uh... No, like Seton. I don't know. I oh, guess they put like, yeah. It's like that fake meat. Morningstar. Yeah. I love Morningstar. Yo, speaking of, I ain't going to lie. There is some, I can tell you of a vegan place that I actually crave from time to time. Yeah, we don't want to say, because I'm going to shout out the, rest, the restaurant, yeah. so I don't want to say like, oh, that's our neighborhood. Yeah. You know, I st- <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's a place called Green Seed. It's called Green Seed, right? And um, Green Sea Vegan, I had told Felipe about it. He said he, he knew because uh, he's Oh, vegan. yeah, he's vegan, too. Yeah, yeah, he's vegan. Yeah. But um, motherfucking Green Sea, they have a burger. Boy. Boy. Boy, like Midnight said. <laughs> Boy. Bro, they got a fucking burger. Like, the mustard, it's that, it's that coarse. You know the mustard yeah. that has a little, like, deli-type yeah. mustard? I don't know what they call it. Like, uh, Dijon-type? It's like... Coarse, but Dijon, yeah, spicy. Yeah. They, and the buns, them motherfuckers go hard. They got the lettuce, the tomato, uh, some type of spice. I think they put green, like New Mexico green chili or something. But 
for it being a fake patty made out of fucking buckwheat and quinoa and all this black bean and all yeah. that. You know who else has a good one? Little Bigs. It's a little slider burger joint in uh, Houston. And uh, they got a black bean one. <sighs> Boy. But see, that's what they do. They make everything else other than the meat like good as fuck. And then like when you put the meat in there, it doesn't even matter. You're not even really thinking about the meat because everything else is so rich. But but I ain't gonna lie though, that black bean burger. Yeah, it's it, good. It, it's very simple. It's not like it has all this extra shit in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You went to a Spiral Cafe in Dallas. Is really good. Oh yeah, y'all got what is that? Yeah, overall, yeah, it's a vegan restaurant. They have a big Kahuna burger. It's like a black bean burger. They put like barbecue sauce and like butter toasted bread and they put pineapple goes, on it, fake dude, bacon. That shit goes hard because you get the craving out of the way of like a burger. To yeah. me, even though it doesn't really have beef, but um, but you don't you feel like good. Like yeah. you don't feel hella heavy and shit. Um why'd you quit? Why'd you get it? I I don't know, it was getting expensive. Oh, it's just pricey, yeah. I think it's a way to do it cheap if all you eat is, like, rice and beans and do all that. But, like, I still... I didn't, like, take meat out of my diet. I just replaced it with fake meat is what it seemed like. And fake meat is just as expensive as regular meat. So mm. now I just... I'm cool with taking a vegan option every once in a while or going to, like, a vegan restaurant, like you said, because you know it ain't going to make you feel all full when you're done, you know? Let me ask you this. Um, when you were vegan... When you were participating in the vegan lifestyle, <laughs> do you feel yeah, like I'm an ex-vegan? Yeah, yeah. Do you Just feel like jail. yeah? Do you feel like your family, like this is like a, one of those cultural Latino type oh, questions? Definitely. Do you not. think they were confused? Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, Why? I I was when I remember when I told my parents, they were like, they looked at me like I was, I was telling them I was gay, like in the Basically, traditional right? sense. You know what I'm talking about? Like Basically, the family, like, like Como, mi yeah. Hijo, yeah. No come carne. <laughs> This is exactly what it was. They got mad because I was taking the meat out of my mouth. Like, that's what it was. <laughs> that's funny, though. Oh, but, I mean, either way, I did, they kind of understood what I was doing. I think what going vegan did for me was uh, it taught me how to eat vegetables. Like, uh. I don't think we get, like, that nutrition. Like, people, they don't teach you that stuff, really, unless, you know, especially being Mexican, we eat so much shit. Like, you know what I wonder, though, bro? I wonder that if you go back hardcore to like the Indian days when we were Aztecs and Toltecs and Omecs and Mayans yeah. and all this, how plant based was our diet? I mean, I eat a gang of meat. Yeah. I'm not trying to promote, like, I'm not like saying, telling people that, oh, you're lesser than, because whatever. I'm not vegetarian. I'm not vegan. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually trying to up my protein yeah. <laughs> intake. And that's really the main reason why I'm not. Um, yeah, it's so easy vegan. to get protein from and then plus you get like iron and stuff from this food uh-huh. stuff that your body needs you know yeah. so yeah i wonder if like if you go back to the like indigenous native type whatever days if it's like man we didn't really eat that much meat until the spaniards oh, oh shit. shit who hit that yeah it's yeah. astros right there oh it's a wrap what is that 12 yeah yes ladies and gentlemen we are witnessing history my houston astros 12 to the L.A. Dodgers, nine. Yeah, that place is lit up. Dodgers, you put up a good fight. Y'all are a good squad. But this is our motherfucking year. Solo, one out. Come on, somebody. History, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a damn if you're not an Astros yeah. or Dodgers fan. You witnessing history. Yeah, that's what this is.
Yeah, man. We're out here in Addison, Texas, man. Um, feels like we were just here because of Harvey. And uh, I, I, you know what, man? I feel like I'm seeing, like now that I'm doing comedy, I feel like I'm seeing a whole nother side of Dallas. Because back in the days, I, it was always more, like I wasn't in Addison. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the rap venues back then, like when you're dealing with promoters and <clears throat> record stores, they weren't so much out mm-hmm. here. Like the mom and pop ones, yeah. they're going to be out there like, your, um, was it Big T? Yeah. Uh, a lot of them out there in the hood, off of Hampton and all these So you did a lot of shows. Did you really do a lot of shows at DMX like that? I'd go, I'd hang out more than anything, but a few yeah. times. Yeah, I did a couple things up there, but... um. Nah, but yeah, it was fun. No, nah, I like, used to hang out like, DMX and stuff like that. What you're talking about, like back in the day, where it was like, uh, well, they had they used to have like 89 cent drinks and shit. That club, yeah, man, it was something bro, like that. Dog, your hangover was disgusting. Yeah, it was bad. Dog, girl, let me, hangover. Let me just tell of. you, man. Like when I was a youngster and I got into this entertainment business, <clears throat> like the rap side, it was like, you know how people party in their early 20s. We were partying in our early 20s, but it was like, we're in Dallas, yeah, Club DMX. Like, you see different levels of turn up. Like, I yeah. remember the first time I went to Atlanta, and I saw like a thousand Mexican kids jamming out to trap music, and the stage is shaking. Like, everything sh- I, I literally was, I ain't gonna lie, bro. I had never seen that in my life. Like, all, I mean, we had T-Town, Coco Loco, yeah. Roxy. It was turned. But it's more like a Houston style, mm-hmm. like it was more like swag. We weren't yeah. really all on the dance floor like a mosh pit. And I literally was like taken back. It was like almost overwhelming, like anxiety. Yeah. Like, oh shit, uh, I need it's a lot of energy. Yeah, it's I need sh- to kind of fall back and just I need to get on their level. Yeah. I was amazed. ATL. Huh? Is Mexicans too like that? Yes. It's a ton of Mexicans in Atlanta, but you have you know, like some are first generation. Yeah. Some are like, um, you, of course, you have paisas and stuff. Then you have some that like born and raised in, in the hood and just a little bit the of everything. Mixture of everything, yeah. Damn. That's what Club It, it reminds was. me of Dallas. It, yeah. It really does. Like when I went, I was like, there's always been a connection between Dallas and Atlanta. Like Greg Street, DJ Greg Street. Yeah. You had, a, is it I-20? I-20 runs through here. Yeah. And it runs over there. Uh, Ricky Smiley is back and forth. Yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff. Yeah, I can definitely see that. It's just Atlanta is a lot more black people than Dallas. Dallas is, like, more mixed, I think. But as far as, like, just, I think there's way more Mexicans here than there is in Atlanta still, right? Or is there yeah, really a no, I think no, I think there's still more here. than. But For there's real? a lot. Yeah. There. Uh, my dad always tells me that um, when the Olympics <clears throat> went to uh, Atlanta... That's when there was a lot of construction work. They had oh, to build, yeah, so they had a, and they, they stayed out there? They had to build that there? stadium, yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you meet some that are born and raised, and they consider themselves Georgians, and they're just, you know. Like the Hanos here. Exactly. Yeah. And they okay. got that, too. Yeah, different generations. Well, my dad is, like, second generation here, and my mom is, like, from Mexico. Mm-hmm. So, like, I got, like, the Chicano kind of, and also my mom, you know, the Mexican side. Well, you, so who's the Chicano side? Your dad? My dad. So you'd be over there, ya te vi, ya te yeah, and they'd be, all day. They'd be fucking <laughs> knocking on me. They be what? They they hate like when I used to go to Mexico, they hated Tejano music and stuff. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, but like over here, like even even the, my mom, like yeah, oh, so nah. <laughs> even my mom doesn't. My mom was more into like Los Rioletos and like my dad. We would listen to, like Little Joe and stuff. So Little Joe La Familia. Yeah, that's our Willie Nelson right there. Yeah, he is. Por una mujer casada or something like that. I remember that It's old stuff. I hadn't heard in a while. Live in Midland, Texas, <laughs> Little Joe. Shit, I remember um, there, there used to be this big car show that went down in Midland, Odessa every year. They probably still do it. I can't remember the name, but like like Dope House, Rashi, like oh, yeah. everybody named Mom, bro. We was all out there. And, uh, you know, sometimes they'd book us, sometimes they wouldn't. So yeah. that's kind of probably why I stopped going. It's like, all right, y'all, know, y'all taking for granted that we usually like to come anyway because it's a high concentration of people. Yeah. And you're going to do well. You're going to sell a bunch of stuff. It's going to be licks. You know what I mean? You could do some verses, hit mm-hmm. some record stores. Anyway, <clears throat> I think, um, you know, whenever people kind of take you for granted, be like, ah, well, they're going to come anyway. That, that happens. Yeah. They get cocky in their own thing. So, yeah, I used to do... Well, yeah, I forget, man. Like I said, I grew up listening to a lot of that music, like dope house stuff. And I feel like Dallas is like where everybody came to sell their shit. Man, you know what, bro? You absolutely, like, pretty accurate. And not in a bad way. It's just that there was so much love in Dallas. And I remember Paul Wall, this is a long time ago. Like, I was barely kind of starting. I really wasn't even charging much for shows yet. And uh, Paul Wall was like, man, hey, hey, baby, hey, boy, when I go to Dallas, when I go to Dallas, man, he said, hey, I don't know how Jay-Z and Nelly feel, but when I go to Dallas, that's how we feel. He's like, we Jay-Z, you know, they treat us like Jay-Z, right? And uh, I got some crazy Paul Wall stories. I've been like San Antonio's like that, too, kind of. Yeah, it's it's just different. You know what, bro? Like, y'all's economy has always been, like, really, really superior to a lot of places. Like, it just seemed like a lot of folks out here, I don't know if it was street money yeah, or what. Somebody's doing something. But, like, when you'd hit a record store, they'd always buy extra. Um, people, like, rappers who wanted you on their CD or whatever, like, they didn't mind paying the full, full price. Yeah. You know, not saying they were getting taxed, but... They weren't. They're about they, they weren't. They're about business. They weren't yeah. complaining. Yeah, they're like, hell yeah, I need you on my album, type of thing. Do you miss that? Um, since, because two thousand five was like the golden year of Houston rap, right? It, it's well, it spanned like oh seven, and then maybe it started to plateau. When like, did Pimp C get out? <sighs> Man, that's a good question, bro. Uh, I think it was like it was around 06. that time, right? Because I know they dropped that two that two CD album, and I felt like I'm like anything that came out of Houston, everything was getting radio play, man. Come on, fucking two outs, man. What happened? He hit into a double. Oh shit! Hey, you see how YouTube's promoting? You see how YouTube is this World Series sponsor? Like these YouTube TV. These motherfuckers are smart, bro. Yeah. Like um, I saw them do a thing where some of the Astros were in the locker room and they did the cell phone cam. They were like, hey, Houston, we're home. This is our house. We were, please bring yeah. the noise tonight. Please be loud. And they played it on TV. They played it, it probably in the, the stadium. On YouTube. This was actually last night. And um, so, obviously, they're trying to 
what YouTube is doing is they're going to have live TV on it. YouTube Eventually. TV. No, they, that's what they're promoting. That's what they're doing now? Yeah, YouTube TV. So by them having the players using a cell phone, making a cell phone video, it, it they found a way to like integrate Even add their even brand. more to it, yeah. I still think that. I mean, YouTube is the future. It's like all kids watch is YouTube. Or I'll give you an example. Oh, yeah. Y'all have, I don't have a kid, but when I see a kid, they're always on YouTube. Yeah. It's true, bro. Uh, my stepdaughter wakes up with her phone in her hand. Yeah, my daughter, man. She'd be on there. Are they, do they sleep, your kids? Because <laughs> I heard kids aren't getting sleep like they used to because of phones. Like the quality of sleep? Yeah, like because because their eyes focus on it and their brain, a thing that tells their brain that they need to go to sleep, supposedly that it's starting to affect with them. Well, well, for sure, uh, they call it blue light. <clears throat> so like when you're about to go to bed, they say like no gadgets. What is it, one hour? Like an hour before bed? Oh, really? Or two. I think it's two hours is the rule, whatever. <clears throat> but yeah. But YouTube is... I, I look at YouTube like TV was back in the day. Like, people used to talk down on stuff that came on regular TV because it supposedly was for, like, poor people and it was all about cinema and making films and stuff. That was, like, if you had, were putting stuff out on TV, like, this is, like, in the 60s and 70s. Then over time, you know what I mean, more people started watching TV, so they started putting more quality stuff. And I think that's what YouTube is. It's, like, at first it was just, like, videos people put on, but now people are putting quality shit on oh, YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like Issa Rae. Yeah. The Girl from Insecure, she, they do um, all types of stuff, short films. That's, like, we did My Son of Power. That's kind of, like, yeah. that was one of a series we did. Us and this model. Yeah. What was I going to ask you? Oh, they said somebody was knocking. Oh, no, I had to get this water real quick. You listen to uh, Chicano Batman? You ever heard of? Them? You know, I heard of them, but uh, I never, I never listened to it. Where are they from? They're from Los Angeles, I think. Yeah. And um, what kind of what kind of music is that? They're like, uh, I don't know. They have like this psychedelic type sound to it. It's rock music, but they like mix of it, some of it English and Spanish. They got this guy. He plays kind of like a church organ with it. If like it's like a mixture of a whole bunch of music, and like they're playing it, and it's a bunch of Mexican dudes, and they're just it's good music. They're supposedly like one of LA's top bands or something like that. It's, I heard of them, man. I, yeah. I can't remember. We saw their name on the marquee. Or... Yeah, I saw them Wednesday. They were here in Dallas, and that's why I'm like, oh. Oh, how was it? Yeah, it's badass. I was like, man, it's a really good show, and it's it was just kind of relieving to see just a bunch of like. You know, Mexican Chicano people together, and it just but like they're like all hip. Everybody's yeah. like it's all like hipster. Yeah, it's more of a hipster. And um, type, I guess. The, the band are they like young? Are they older? Yeah, they're kind of older. They're like politically driven too. So you know, look, I'll just show you the cover just so you can get an idea of their their cover of their band stuff. Shh. Politically driven, bro. Right now, nine out of ten motherfuckers got an opinion. Yeah. About politics, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. all the like, John, what's the name? John Legend. Boy, this dude is like really trying to be Trump's arch nemesis. Yeah, shit. like He's every single fucking him. tweet. Like, bro, do you even sing anymore? Yeah. Or you just uh, you work for CNN now? Yeah. But anyway. He's going after him. But that's just the like everything is um politicized. Everything yeah. is like politically correct. Um. Like Javi was saying, like we were talking about how <clears throat> one of these Astros got in trouble for saying some shit um, or doing like the eyes. He did like the, he was making yeah. an Asian picture. And then um, 
what else was it? Oh, the owner of the Texans used oh, an expression. About the thing, yeah. Yeah, used an expression, which is, you know, kind of could be misconstrued all kind of ways. And then Javi was like, yeah, all that locker room talk and all that. He's like, the game changed, you know? Yeah. Like, you can't. You can't really say shit because it's about 30 people going to jump on you just in case. Because it's like, even if, like, let's just pretend somebody on Fox Sports had an opinion about, um, like, what what was said by an athlete. Yeah. Even if they're kind of, like, in their head or, like, "Ah, I kind of don't think it's that big of a fucking deal. It's just baseball or whatever. They can't say that. So it's, like, virtue signaling. Did we talk about this with Javi on the – this might I was think, it in the green room? I think with, like, sports or athletes in general, I mean, it shouldn't be a big deal. I mean, like, what are you expecting? But if it's, like, some political person out here saying some wild shit, like, you got to call them on their shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I went, I went to uh, an immigration rally one time, and it was frustrating as shit. I got, like, kind of, like, pushed by cops and shit oh, by shit. accident. I didn't know that I went to the other team side with my little camcorder. Yeah. <laughs> I think I put it on YouTube. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I just felt like, okay, what are we really accomplishing here? Because I look at the people on the other side. Here's the fucked up thing. I look at the people on the other side, and of course, they look like idiots. They're saying, like, go back to your country and oh, yeah. stop stealing our jobs. And then I start thinking, wait, if I'm engaging and arguing with that person, am I now the other side of that person? Yeah, like are you I'm like here? this don't feel right. That's the tricky one. Yeah, <laughs> I guess sometimes maybe if you're like this extreme person, you know, there's extreme people on both sides. Yeah, you're right. But yeah. protesting like Nazis or just somebody who's trying to immigrate a bunch of people, I don't think it's that bad. I don't think you're you'd be on the right side, you know. Yo, so um, we we had uh, one time you told us a story about um, a room, a comedy spot that uh, what was it? They they gave you menudo or some shit. Oh yeah, like it was a little spot. And yeah, that was what was the name of, the of that place? Yeah, they paid us in like pozole and <laughs> menudo. <laughs> yeah. That's, oh, hey, and y'all I, could pay me in pozole. I don't give yeah, what was the name of that place? It was over in No Cliff, off of uh, Hampton and Keast. Damn, oh, was Cliff. Place. But yeah, we did a comedy show. They had like a, a they had one wall that was I think all red, and they had a Scarface poster, and then like that's where the stage was, and that was like the you know how you, the improv in the back it was a Scarface picture in the back. Wow! Like that was your backdrop. But they had a dope little stage. Yeah, that's kind of dope though, bro. Yeah. Because like if I ever had um like a room per se where I really. Let's just say I rented a spot where I could go in at, like, a shopping center. Yeah. And I could paint the walls. Not that I'm trying to compete with comedy clubs or nothing like that. Yeah. But that's some, like, off-the-wall shit just that comics are like, damn, that's, it's almost like um, <laughs> comedians would appreciate. Yeah. Oh, wow, that looks good, baby. Oh, yeah. yeah. So my body's going to go through here. Okay. We're, uh, we're so doing Halloween. You're going to hang demonstration right now. Picture it, ladies and, and gentlemen. My chalupa is here. You see? Oh, now, okay. that part could have been misconstrued. And here's my chalupa. You yeah. So yeah. My whole body's going to be in. So basically, I'm the oh. lady. Oh, okay. Sword. I can the, see it. You see how I did too much brown on that part of the boat by the flowers? If you can, add some something there. Green. Or something, because I think I... 
Uh oh, is that a fucking home run? <sighs> Two Shit. run home run. So now they're down by one. Yeah. Uh, Puig or whatever. Yeah. Bro, are you fucking kidding me? It's the yeah. top of the ninth. And it's twelve to eleven. That's a badass game. This is a badass series. <laughs> Shout out to Jerry Garcia. He's a huge Dodgers fan. Oh yeah. He's gonna owe. I'm not shouting him out right now. So what are y'all betting? If if uh, his Dodgers. Beat my Astros. I have to mail like four of his fans of his choice, like Fedia hats or some merch or something. Oh, okay. And um, um, fucking Dodgers. Um, if Astros win, he has to send four of my fans some of his bobbleheads because his bobbleheads. Uh, yeah. Then it just came out. It just came out. Man, we're in here making Halloween costumes and shit. Luis Juarez, yo, man, I just want to compliment you again, man. Uh, today, you joined us to, to do the, the opening set, like seven minutes, and uh, you fucking killed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, that shit yeah, was man. funny. Um, you fuck, dude, you had uh, me, Javi, and Junebug in the back of the room cracking up. The one of, like, the thing about the tile and. Uh, does she rap? Does she rap? I don't want to ruin your joke, but oh my god! I literally like. <laughs> I, I mean, it's all based off of real stuff. Is what's it's, it's pretty cool. Does she rap? <laughs> Yo, I, like literally the thought. This is the thought that crossed my mind. Like, why the fuck didn't I think of that? Because I'm, you know what I mean. I'm the tamal, yeah, the tamal motherfucker, and um. I'm and like, rap shit, too. That, exactly. I yeah. was like, damn. I mean, I've used the metaphor of like, I don't, like, I'm a rapper with a W. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I didn't never took it to that extent, especially on like stand up wise. Like, like me and my girl, what did my mom say? Yeah. It's genius. I love that. All that shit, man. It was funny, bro. Thank oh, you. Oh, shit, man. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on. I love that. It's an improv, man. I like going there. It's, they're always well, yeah, really nice. how, what, how do you feel about it? The improv? Yeah, like the Addison oh, improv. It's nice, man. Like, it's so hard to get onto a stage like that. Like, in the city, like, just, just starting out, started out like four years ago. So, for me to finally be able to do shows at the Addison improv, it just feels like I've accomplished something wow, as far as. Yeah, years? dude, you're yeah. really good yeah, for four years. Good, bro. Oh, well, thank and, you. Um, and we'd like to, uh, I don't want to jump the gun because I haven't talked to Soul about it uh, 100%, but uh, we definitely want to start working with you more. Um, I mean, we already yeah, have man. a dope um, set of friends, and, you know, folks that we get to work with. And that's one of the things, everybody listening, like, that's one of the things that I pride myself on, <clears throat> that I roll with headliners. Like, these cats are headliners, and I'm having to, like, keep up and compete. You know, not, not competition in a bad way, yeah, but, but, like, it lets me know where I'm at. Like, keeps you on your toes. It keeps you on your toes. And really, more than anything, honestly, more than anything... Is that I feel like we give people a solid show from top to oh, bottom. Oh yeah, that's people, really my main main concern. Yeah, is having people be like, dog, man, your boys. Oh, man, or oh, the one that said this, or the one that said that. Like, man, great show. Well, you wrote with some of the funniest dudes. I definitely I've had the privilege of working with before. Even like when I started out, like Javi, meeting Javi a few years ago and being like, man, this dude's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Midnight, midnight put me on so many shows. It's just you gotta be grateful for people, you know. Put you on when they get a chance. Shit. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Um, I met a comedian, uh, Ian Edwards, through uh, Jesus Trejo out there at the comedy store. Yeah. 
this show's gonna have a lot. We name drop a lot on this yeah. show. I just oh. wanna let <laughs> ding, ding, drop a little bell. Ding, yeah. ding. Uh, anyway, Ian Edwards. Uh, he. Uh, oh, actually, this this story involves Jesus Sepulveda. <clears throat> so I was out there in L.A. and um, I was hanging out with Jesus Sepulveda and Jay Garcia because we were in the process of doing this Netflix thing and I needed help with some of the writing, you know, like editing some shit and yeah. trying to work through some of the words and stuff like that. So we were hanging out and then we um, we ended up going to the comedy store to hang out with Trejo and he introduced us to Oh, him. you went to the store? Yeah. Yeah, we've been there a few times. It's fun out there. So anyway, I'm going to just tell the story and then I'm going to ask you something right now. Um, so we're at the uh, comedy store, and all day, uh, Jesus Sepulveda, all day, he was like, man, I'm going to get on that Conan. As soon as I get on Conan, I'm going to hit this tour. After this tour, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it was all about late night. It was all mm-hmm. about Conan. And uh, Ian Edwards, he's been on Conan four times. Like, Shit. Conan is like his boy. Yeah. Conan loves him. Joe Rogan called him one of the funniest motherfuckers, like, out right now. Anyway. He's like, hey, man, I've been on Conan four times. He said, ain't no fan after the show ever came to me. He was like, oh, man, I seen you set on Conan. He's like, what, what do they say? I heard you on this podcast. I heard you on that podcast. So his yeah. point was like, he said, most of your opportunities and, and stuff is going to come from your relationships with uh, other comedians. So that's why I wonder why some comics are so quick to try to like burn bridges yeah. and shit. It's like not what you want to do in, in this fucking game. Well, I, I, I didn't even know what it is I wanted out of it. I just knew I always, like, shooting the shit, making, like, people laugh and school and stuff. And, like, stand-up comedy for me was my first outlet. Like, you, like, rap was your first outlet. You know what I'm saying? doesn't mean that you're going to do that always. Yeah, cause exactly. so much more to it than just... So you kind of take and whatever... I, and, like, me, I like having other shit going on because, you know, I, I want to approach my art like my work whether it's music or comedy or whatever yeah it's like i do this shit because i like it and the minute it starts feeling like a job i'll make adjustments you know what i'm saying like when they start pulling you too many directions and Mm -hmm. stuff um yo how much pressure is on this picture right now because uh two outs (laughs) two outs top of the ninth one strike they yeah they got so much pressure man hey that addison uh stage to you does it does it make you feel like you could freestyle more? Like something about the room or the crowd? Sometimes it's the crowd, man. I think it's the crowds. Tonight, you know, they're, they're a good crowd. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I like that stage. Just being up there, just the improv thing is just you kind of get a certain level of confidence. just comes over you out of nowhere sometimes. You're right. You're right. Because you feel pro. Yeah. And that's one of the, that's one of my theories, man, is that whenever you can, like, go pro you know what I'm saying like um, like if you always approach stuff like an open micer you're you're gonna stay an open micer or whatever you you know whatever it is in life whatever it is you're um, you know exploring or whatever and I think that was a hard part for me because at what point do you even take a risk you know and that just trying to get out there more and be up more what do you was getting on stage, getting the confidence to go on stage. I wrote for a long time before I went on stage. 
And I was like, man, I think this stuff is funny, but how am I going to know? I mean, who, who will It's doing stand-up was a really humbling experience because I thought I was funny until I started actually, you know, I know people say yeah. stuff like that until I got on stage and, you know, it was more of a humbling. Oh, it's fucking tired. God damn. Sorry to fucking interrupt your story. No, yeah. Is it, he was giving you that good yeah. uh, Rolling Stone fucking answer <laughs> interview and shit. Um, son of a bitch. Excuse me. Thanks a lot. Now we're going to go over. Motherfucker. <laughs> Top of the night. Two outs. Really, Astros. Really. Just well, get out. It's get the out World Series, man. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. You, you ever been out to L.A. in the comedy store and all that? Nah, I haven't. I, I've only been to California once to do stand-up, and it was this year. This year's been a good year for me. I finally started to get, hit more stages, travel a little more. I got to do some shows in San Diego. Where at? at some place, the Comedy Heights or something like that. I, I got oh. to do, like, two shows. I did, like, a brewery and, like, some show, like, in a little town. Like, downtown it was nice. Dope. How'd you uh, line that up? Uh, some person who booked that saw me uh, out here in Dallas she was here because her son went to school college oh, out here wow. she's like I gotta put you on the stage and I was like okay and I thought she meant here locally mm. and then she told me to come out there so I just went that's dope man because um you, your stuff's written very very well and uh only four years bro that's I'm, that's amazing I appreciate it man well, writing's the thing that I kind of always wanted to do, just more, just that. Like, I want to write like a. You ever see Atlanta? Yeah, I've I seen. I've seen a little bit of it. I need to get back. I want to. I want to write like a show like that, but for like Mexicans. Well, hey. I want always sunny Philadelphia stuff like that. Like, I want to put Mexicans in like that type of. Well, uh, well, guess what? You and I are gonna do some some work because um that's exactly the direction. Yeah, I did. That's There's the a market for it. There's so much market for Mexican. Mexicans buy everything like now, like. I know I sound like a broken record saying that shit over and over all the time, but we got to yeah, yeah, support, no, our, own. It, we support but, our own. We build our own. Yeah, but you know what, man? It, people will support something that is dope, and we're about yeah. to make some dope make some, shit. It's true. We're basically going to prove, you know what I'm saying? Because, um, yeah. you know what I mean? We got our foot in the door. We got our motherfucking foot in the door, and uh, we, you and I, just, just what you just finished saying, I think a lot of people see that. It's just a matter of doing yeah. it and doing it right. So what uh what part of Dallas are you from? Uh I grew up in a town you probably passed it going down forty five. It's called Ferris. F E, yeah. R R I S say Ferris, Ferris Bueller. Ferris, Texas, yeah, like that. But well, I went to high school there. I kinda grew up in a town called Lancaster just outside. But Ferris is the closest high school, so that's where I went. Small town. Mm-hmm. And then uh at what point did you come out here? To Dallas? Yeah. Oh, it wasn't that far. It's like 20 minutes from Dallas, downtown. Oh, Ferris yeah. and Lancaster? Yeah, like 20 minutes south of Dallas. So it's not one a traditional small town, like, because we're so big to next it's to a like, big city. It's almost like a suburb, in a way. Yeah, but it wasn't a suburb because it was a town. Like, it had, it's like, own. its own little politics. And I, I grew up in the country. Okay, so yeah. you're from, like, right outside of Dallas. Yeah. I grew up, like, in a house, and my family moved out there well that's dope i'm sure that'll give you a, a little different like point of view on certain stuff yeah you get kind of get the the got to see both you know i had family that would that were from dallas and they would fuck up and they'd go out stay with my grandma 
and then they would like put me on game like that. So my cousin was the first one to expose me to your music. You had that one song, uh, Let Me Cross the Fence, I think. Let Me Jump the Fence. Back, it was like to a beat. Back, yeah, 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 yeah. That Whenever that back, came out. Step back. Well, yeah. He's like, man, it's just fucking hilarious. <laughs> and like, we were just jamming because, you know, we used to let, listen to like, like Luciano. Yeah, fucking, my boy, boy Luck. Yeah. I'm going to get him on here, too. You cool with him? Yeah, man. There's a song he has that has Pimp C in the beginning talking, but I don't know what that interview is. You yeah, ever heard it? I'll ask him. Yeah, he's all like, I ain't out here trying to be no pimp, trying to have no menage a trois, none oh. of that. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. That interview, about. yeah, the what, interview. But what's that interview? Like, I want to know what that interview is. Oh, it's on YouTube. Is it? Yeah, yeah, it's on YouTube. Uh, he's wearing, like, a gray hoodie, uh, uh, Pimp C, right? Yeah. And um, he's like, me and this man. And the whole interview, bro, he has the classic interviews. But uh, he's like, me and this, he, he points the bun. Me and this man ain't no freaks. We ain't never been in no room with the little girl trying to have his menage a twirls. He said, because uh, a lot of y'all trying to bang these girls with your homeboy, he looking at your ass. <laughs> <laughs> he just in general was this person. Like, he, I, I push my glasses up like Pimp C because that's how he used to do. He go like that. Huh. Like every Hold time. up. You seen that? Like every so, time. Like, he used to be like that. Pimp C just be like, what's up, man? Like, you know? Dude, I, I'm so glad that I got to meet him and have oh, a conversation with him. That that was it. I was like, I'm good. He, you know what I mean? Like, we yeah. don't ever have to speak uh, again. This shit happened. This is crazy. Nah, that was a sad day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was real bad. Yeah, I couldn't. I was just like, motherfucker. Yeah, that was one of those days. December 4, 2007, I believe. Damn. But... Yeah, that's my favorite rapper. Yeah, and I, I, I remember you, you were saying something about uh. Yeah, with Pimp C, cause uh, <laughs> the polo. Yeah, what were you telling me that one day? Oh yeah, I want to get tattoos. Says polo fucked that, uh, polo fucked that hill figure, but like written in Arabic on my chest. Oh. I'm probably still gonna get it soon, cause I mean my girlfriend want to go get some tattoos. So that so we gonna so that people could be. Uh-huh. So that people could be like. <laughs> Oh my God, that's Arabic. What does it say? Yeah, Polo fuck that. Polo fuck that. He'll figure it out. Put your glasses up. Yeah, like she. It's going to be the best thing ever. Huh? Yeah. Arabic person. Shit. Man, just a few more feet and Altuve would have had another homer. Bottom of the ninth. If we don't score right here, bottom of the ninth, extra innings. Shit. This is it. That's pressure. Well, you know what? This is a dope podcast because folks who listen. They can be like, oh, know I what's knew going exactly. On the game. Yeah, I knew exactly where they were. It was right after the show. Man, yeah, you so you big UGK fan then? Yeah, I even. Well, got why this. Pimp C more? Man, Pimp. I mean, I appreciate Bumpy too. I mean, you know, lyrically. Yeah. Lyrically, but I like, I like a, a few things of what Pimp brought to the game. Number one was like. Um, what do you call it? Social uh, social commentary. Yeah. Like you actually saying some real shit. Mm-hmm. In it. Uh, and just like when it comes to like sauce, swag, style, like that whole, like the whole, the pimp persona. Yeah. And his lyrics were off the wall. It was like feeling. So he would say, got a fine young stallion that's 20 years old. Yeah. She popping from the back. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's just like raw. 
Yeah. And uh, hell, <laughs> even come on, man, Big Pimpin', hottest verse. Yeah. Bun killed it too. Jay Jay Z did his thing. Bun was neck and neck with, with Pimp on that verse. But fuck. Uh, uh, yeah. I feel like they made Jay Z. Huh? I feel like they made Jay Z popular more. If you ain't gangster, you turn gangster. Yeah. That's just, that's uh, the video where he's just. Yeah, mean. Big Pimpin'. Yeah, just. Hey, and then, and then he, when he says, no record to a YD payment. Uh, <laughs> no record, because yeah. he was Jive Records. Yeah. Jive Records was trying to screw them over. Well, they were. And um, oh, okay. I, I heard a story that when, I can't remember who told me this. That when Pimp and Bun signed that deal, when they were like teenagers with Jive Records, they were ki- they were young. Yeah. They were probably like fresh out of high school or seniors. Anyway, they, supposedly they signed and they walked out the hallway in Jive, and uh, I think it was KRS One. It was like y'all didn't just sign, did y'all? And they were like, yeah. And he was just like, <laughs> basically man. like, man, they're gonna do you he like they're doing knew. me. Shit. And uh, Britney Spears was over there. Uh, they had Genuine, like a lot of artists, all kinds of people. They had a lot of pop, pop artists and shit. Like you, you when you were coming up and doing everything, you didn't want to sign, did you? Like, was that ever the thing no, you wanted? No, no. And the, you know the stupidest reason why I ended up just you know signing it? Yeah. Is because I was young and stupid, and people were doubting. They're like, because I had this poster. It said they all want him, but who can afford him? Yeah. And it was a my iced out little boot piece with the Nike swoosh on it and it had all the labels that we were talking to on the fucking oh, poster shit. around my boot. Yeah. And they had a question mark and they said they all want him but who can afford him? Yeah. Because hey, that might have sounded like some loud mouth mm-hmm. wise ass kid who thinks he knows it all. But I just I just, I just knew too much, man. Yeah. Like there was a cat there was a the first cat who tried to sign me, um, I won't even say his name. You know, because he probably don't want his name out there. But the first cat that tried to sign me, we met at his office, and we were walking out, and he told his brother, who had a desk uh, there at, the, at that label, he's like, all right, man, we'll be back. We can go get something to eat, and uh, we're going to sign his contract. Ha, 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 ha. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. All right, well, uh, all right, don't count yeah. your chickens. All I had was a demo at the time. It was just like four little freestyles. Like, I didn't even have a full mixtape, I don't think. <clears throat> anyway, went to eat. And um, he was like, well, you know, well, let's just sign something. Let's put something in place that is basically says, you know, we agree that we're going to uh, work together in the near future, considering if, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like a letter of intent. Yeah. And he was like, fuck. <laughs> and then he mentioned some other shit, and I was like, I knew the answer to a lot of the yeah. shit. He was like, damn, man, you know a lot. I was like, yeah, I read the Source magazine. Well, well you graduated <laughs> already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was out of college and all that. But you felt like that helped? Honestly, it helped a little bit, just understanding, like, like, okay, so if the retail is Best Buy, who's the distributor? Mm-hmm. Wait, where in the food chain is the label? Yeah. Wait a minute, I just really need distribution. I can be my own label. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there was a cat, um, he used to manage David Banner. I am, like, very, very grateful for this man. Um, his name's Charlie, and um, he's from Mississippi. Charlie Braxton, he used to write for, like, XXL, and I think mm-hmm. the source. Super smart dude. And he broke down the game to me like chess. 
Like, look, this is how they have screwed others. This is how yeah. they're going to try to screw you. Watch out for this. Watch out for that. And before I signed my deal with um, Asylum Records, the CEO, Todd Moskowitz, who now has Young Thug and uh, Lil Boosie mm-hmm. and um, Gucci Mane and all of them. And he used to have Mike Jones. He had Asylum Records. <clears throat> anyway, they went to create 300 records with Amigos in them. Oh, shit. So uh, when we were about to sign the deal, he said um, he called me. Well, I called him. No, I called him because I had one last request. And he said, hey, are we partners yet? I was like, uh, nah, um, it's just one last little thing. He's like, all right, man, well, I just stepped out of the Grammys for you. Da, 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 da. Oh, I want to know if we're partners yet. What's up? Are we doing this? And I was like, well, I need you to take out um, this clause, which is a courtesy clause. I don't know if you ever used to look at the inserts on CDs where it would say, like, Little John appears courtesy of oh, TNT yeah. Records or whatever. What that means is if if you're ever in a financial dispute with your label, let's say you're Little John and TVT don't want to pay you, you might be thinking, I'm going to go produce records for others and I'm going to go do features. I'm going to appear on other people's albums so I can survive mm-hmm. while I go to court with you and try to sue you. Well, the courtesy clause says you can go do whatever feature you want, make beats for whoever, but if we don't sign off on it, if we don't give courtesy, you can't do it. So they basically try to big bank take little bank, like take away all your oh, leverage. Yeah. You know, but anyway, what is up with this game? Lord. No, they, they fucked people over from like the beginning. Yeah, it's a dirty business. Yeah, bro. it's it's not, it's always been pretty dirty. I feel like now they're probably like, damn, when everything went digital and people were making their own shit, that kind of. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's no, going to be a killer changing. to them. Like, no, it yeah. is. The same thing that happened, like, what happened to the music business, it's happening in film and TV. Yeah. Um, well, when, like, Chance the Rapper came out as this dude that's not signing and stuff like that, I'm all like, man, Houston rappers seems like they've been doing that. Like, that was the thing. Like, I remember Chameleon Air being about that, and, like, Paul Wall. And, even even the Bay Area, yeah. Dallas, um, New Orleans, a lot of them cats were independent. Yeah. Like, the Hot Boys and all that, all that was going through Southwest, Ho- Southwest Wholesale, which was a distributor. Houston, which I didn't, I didn't get to participate in that. They shut down right when I was getting in the game. Yeah. <clears throat> but like now, people get paid for digital download, right? Like, is that how that works? Yeah, it just depends. Like, if if you're dealing direct with iTunes, or if you have like a label, and you know, you gotta wait for it to trickle down to you, type of thing. But uh, but yeah, a lot of people are even off of streams, like. The really, really, really popular artists would like hit, you know, if you got a hit song and people are replaying it, replaying yeah. it, replaying it, replaying it, and jamming it and streaming it and listening to it. Uh, I believe. Um, like Bodak Yellow. Like yeah, everybody. Even uh, even Cap G, a girlfriend. I think oh, it like. Yeah. I think it went gold or something in streams. I, mm-hmm. I'm not too sure, but. Um, that was on Insecure, I think. That's a yes. That Y'all watch Insecure? Fuck yeah, I love Man, that. Man, it's like my favorite show right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know I heard Cap G songs on it. I'm like, that's fucking Cap G. Dude, I was like excited. Oh, you just finished season two? Uh, yeah. With the Mexican and the school thing? Like, where were y'all yeah. thinking they were going to go with that? And that was my bad. That's just not my favorite show. That's no, 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 yeah, no. no. I, I love yeah. ain't it. Shit. This, this, is just a cool, this is just a cool conversation. And we that's the shit we love too. talking about. Yeah. Like, we said, and I was telling uh, Chingo a while back, I was like, um, 
like it when I didn't know very much about production, production because I could watch a show and yeah. totally enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Now it's like plot, oh, yeah, characters. trying to figure everything out. Oh, yeah, plot twists, jokes, uh, how the director reveals yeah. certain shit. Or like, I wonder why they picked that character and then he picked, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, all that know. stuff. Yeah, I think about it. Oh, I'm in school right now, and like I'm doing, I'm an English major, so we read a bunch of like literature, and like we do a bunch of stuff. So you're realizing, you get to picture it all in your head, like how is this written, and yeah. I, it, it, you take it to everything you watch. So you, I break down, I try to break down almost everything I watch to it. Like, why was this person thinking this? Why were they I'm doing that? Crazy and it's, though, the way everything was written this year, this, this season. Yeah. Oh, they did. They the did writing, some. I yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. at the end of the day, it's all about the pen. Pimp the pen. Mm-hmm. It's all about the writing. Everything you see usually has a script yeah. uh, before. But um, I, I have a couple books I can recommend you to, some that I'm still in the process of reading, that has that breaks down like characters and plots yeah. and, um, and all that. Hell yeah. But that's what we're all about because right now, you know, I don't want to just be doing stand-up. So right now my mind... I got a few projects in the oven. Yeah. Different things that we're, you know, planting seeds and I'm making sure I spend my energy, my time. So what do you want to actually do with it? Like, what's your ultimate goal? Like, write comedy or you just want to... Yeah. I'm still thinking that comedy is probably the thing that, if anything, that I'd be the best at writing. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard. I've had teachers who are like, oh, man, you should... Comedy's so hard to write. So if you can write comedy, that's what you need to be doing. Like... It's actually one of the hardest things because what I was reading was Yeah. But writing comedy, you actually have to have the humor for it. Mm-hmm. So while you may you may hire a writer to come in to write a piece for your sitcom that's yeah. supposed to be a funny sitcom, they don't bring that comedy flavor in. So sometimes yeah. they're not yeah. that much of a help mm-hmm. in writing a comedy sketch, yeah. whatever it is that you're going to do. So it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. I've heard that you could teach, like when it comes to writing shows, that people can pick it up if they're dedicated and they like um, just discipline with like meeting deadlines and shit yeah. like that and just getting at least a rough drive and then you could you could punch it up and stuff. Bro. But even then, the, before you write it, and this is a problem I have sometimes, is like I think of these crazy things I would like to write and it's still hard for me to put them on paper or to just sometimes you just it's easier to explain it and that's what stand-up is. Mm-hmm. If somebody read my stand-up explain script... That. If somebody read my stand-up scripts, they'd be like, okay, it's not funny, but it's me that's helping with yeah. the performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes, you know, sometimes even on paper, it, it's funny. It, if it translates good, yeah. But uh, also, like, um, curb your enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. And I, I feel like when it, comes, when it comes to writing, sometimes you just have to, like, zoom out and just first come up with, like, a beginning, middle, end, and then outline the major things that are going to happen that'll take you from A, B to C. Yeah. And then going a little bit finer tooth comb. That way you're not overthinking it. It's just, mm-hmm. all right, the episode is about this, but then this happens in the middle, but then we resolve it like this. Yeah. And then outline it and then go in. Also, they say if you know your characters. Who was that, baby? Stephen King? That the, the characters have to kind of write themselves. You just mm-hmm. listen to them, and you know if you know how they would behave and react to certain shit. There's this um, this uh, what do you call it? Um, hey, babe, you want to hold it real quick? 
I guess there's this thing on YouTube uh, that Stephen King has where he's doing a workshop and he's basically explaining about like how he wrote like his books and his movies, you yeah. know, and I think one of them was The Shining, I think is the one I saw. And uh, so he was basically talking about that. He really never wrote the plot. What he did was develop the characters and they kind of like all merge and that's mm-hmm. kind of his plot came about, which I thought was a pretty cool um point of view i guess yeah. to write an you approach know to writing it. yeah an yeah. approach to write yeah exactly i guess that's the word uh because i thought damn usually it's the opposite most people figure out the plot mm-hmm. before they figure out their characters you know and i think that that's yeah that was a cool way to approach how he wrote a lot of his his stuff you yeah. know what i'm saying like well, he's pretty much making the outline the characters of the outline yeah so like hmm how can I put this with this? With yeah, that, with exactly. That. And if it all falls into place, it's even better. So for sure, yeah. I've um, obviously because by trade I really am. I mean, my degree I'm a sign language interpreter, so t- that's oh, okay. it's legit. So yeah. for me, I came from a totally different uh, industry. So I've had to like self teach myself yeah. a lot of this stuff and understanding it. So it's pretty cool, like having to learn a whole different. Mm-hmm. Um, career i guess if that's what you want to call it but um and i learned so much and i'm constantly like learning and learning and teaching myself and it's um it's english is one of my favorite subjects you know that was the only thing that i was in ap for ever in my life so i sucked at math i sucked at but english english was my thing but it was my mom i i thank my mom for that because my mom's a book worm like she loves books so growing up it was like Read, yeah. read, read, read. It's the only. And my mom's thing was like, that's the only way your vocabulary improves. And and um, my first books were in Spanish though; they weren't even in English. That's what's oh, crazy. Okay. Yeah. So it was like you know, but my mom could read could read like novels in like two novels in one night. She'll stay up. I'll be going to work like when before I graduated college. I'd wake up to go to work. And I'd, she'd barely be going to bed. I was like, why are you Still barely reading? going to bed? She goes, oh, I just finished my second book. I couldn't put it down. I was like, no, es que el libro estaba bien bueno y no lo podía parar de leer. Me quedé hasta las cuatro de la mañana. And it's be like, she'd be going to bed barely. Yeah. I'm like, golly. But, you know, she's self-employed. She's mm-hmm. she, she can go to work when she feels like it. So to her, it was like, I'm going to enjoy my books, you yeah. know? And so that's what she did. So growing up, it was like reading was priority in yeah. our house and so. just more the more you read i think just in general the better your brain works yeah and it's actually good for um if you like have a history of like alzheimer's disease or uh-huh. like uh, you oh, know okay. dementia yeah. or anything like that though that's a very good way to keep your brain yeah constantly always going so that's part of the reason i kind of did it because I, I used to play football in high school and i suffered from concussions like oh yeah shit. Yeah, like, I remember one one time was real bad where I, I had to go. I was at a game. I hit somebody. Don't remember. Woke up the next morning in my bed at home, and I had a bracelet on. It was from the hospital. And I had, like, took a hit to the head. And that was, like, my third concussion that year. And wow. I was, that's why, I'm like, now I'm like, ah, I can understand why kids probably shouldn't be playing football. Cause it's, and that was just high school. So Dude, three concussions in a year. Was that common? Yeah. Unheard of. No, I, I'm thinking it's common because I wasn't the only football player on the team that would have concussions like that. Well, remember the movie we saw, Concussion? Like, yeah. Oh, wow. Bro. I still haven't seen that, but Will Man. Smith, he looks like sad Will Smith, so it looks kind of good. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Versus, like, happy... Uh, happy well, you know what I mean? It's like, tell the truth. Like his yeah, Tell the truth. <laughs> tell the truth. Tell the truth. That motherfucker, that, he must have went to an accent coach <laughs> yeah. and shit. Do it right, motherfucker. Um... 
Oh, so so what's the uh, controversy like? Are people saying high school kids shouldn't play football? I don't know. I just think football in general, the sport popularity is going to go down, not only because of the concussion stuff, because all the research is coming out, and plus just the ratings with the NFL, they're down. So uh, I think basketball, basketball is going to be the sport, I think. Basketball and then soccer is also starting to make a jump. Huh. Yeah, I was a soccer player in high school. Yeah. As far as popularity, I think, goes. But basketball was where it's at. I, think. I remember hearing something that had to do with with that, like, um, oh, this is what it is. Times have changed, and with, like you just said, the information yeah. came out, and now parents are kind of like, like, I guess that's basically what you said, right? Yeah. They're concerned, and they're like, nah, I'm going to go ahead and put them in something mm-hmm. else. Or, Me, personally, just because I know from experience, if I have a kid, I'm going to, if nah. they in, in, want to play whatever sport they want to play, I'm going to try to push them more towards something that's not, like, yeah. too contact like that. It's going to fuck up Dude. the head. Dude, uh, not not too long ago, I can't remember who was playing, but they um, they hit the quarterback, knocked his helmet off. Oh, like the yeah. dude, uh, Joe Flacco. It was a uh, Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, He's I all bleeding and shit. I didn't hear the. Uh, I mean, I didn't see like a replay or anything because I think I had to run on stage. But um, dude from the Dolphins. Yeah, he was like, nasty. Uh, was, I think he's like Cuban or something. He had a Spanish last name, and he like it looked like he was trying to really take yeah, out the yeah. quarterback. And um, homeboy's helmet flew off. Did you see? Like, am I tripping? Was his hand like up? Yeah, he, like he looked, was knocked out. Yeah, he looked like he was like knocked out. Right? Yeah, that dude looked like he came at him though. He did. Like, he's all like, oh, I'm gonna, my chance to fuck. And that's why. That's why somebody. Uh, who he was slid it, the, too. That's who was crazy. It, the uh, Ravens? Yeah. Who, who's Flacco play for? Uh, yeah, the Ravens. So, um, yeah, because a lot of the Ravens dudes like basically got in homeboy's face. Yeah, Lyman pushed him down right away. He's like, hey. But in my trip, he was knocked out, right? Yeah, he's – it's like running backs, man. They'd be taking them hits. Like, you see Earl Campbell, he played for Houston. Uh-huh. And you see him now, that fool looks old. Well, like, shit, and he's he only like 50, old. but he's only like 50 because He's they, only 50? They're putting their body through that. Oh, he's probably older now, but I just – Well, hey, guess he what? He looks way older than he is, I I'm think. about to yelp him because he yeah. has a motherfucking restaurant at the Austin airport, and that shit is boo-boo the fool in the morning. That taco we had at the Austin Earl Campbell. The, first of all, I don't want to. I don't want to hate on the Austin Airport breakfast menu. It's a nice airport. Southwest Airlines in that bitch. That's my favorite. That's my <laughs> shit. And they got a bunch of cool stores, and it's it's a nice airport. Awesome city. However, I've had two experiences with their motherfucking breakfast tacos in that airport, and I want to say one of them it was like a kiosk in the middle. And I think it was an Earl Campbell, was it? Basically, this is my theory. I think some of those restaurants, man, it's like an Aramark or some type of mm-hmm. little thing. Because, you know, all the eggs be the same. A lot of yeah. breakfast shit. It be, I don't know, man. But it was... I like the hot links. Pinches tortillas o vaqueadas. Like, they don't even heat them yeah. up, man. They just pull them straight out the bag. It's like, golly. I don't give a shit. They're like, where else you gonna go? You're yeah, stuck in this airport. The airport. You're hungry. Shut up here. Yeah. <laughs> At least the Houston airport has a variety. Yeah, yeah. A hobby. Mm-hmm. I love there. Yeah, that's my hood right there. I love my hobby airport. The Houston airport. I've this. I've only been on an airplane once in my life. Oh, we gotta get you on some. Planes. This is my first time this year when I went to San Diego. That was my first time. Oh on an wow! Airplane. Yeah, no, we got. So it get was you this year, plane. so I was like excited. I was like, damn. Were you, like, scared of shit on the plane? 
Nah, not really. I was just scared that the seatbelt wasn't gonna fit. Like I was like, like you, for real, no, you didn't have no problem with that, did you? It was tight, but I was like, man, I. I they need. A, I think they need to make them bigger. They have yeah. extensions. They have extenders. Oh, they do. But, oh, I didn't know that. I probably should ask. But for it's hard. Anyways. It's hard to imagine that you would even yeah. need that, bro. Yeah. For real, like. But uh, like, if I'd never been on an airplane before, and all I know is, if you're a fat dude, you're gonna have to pay for two seats. Uh, never been on an airplane, so I'm over here thinking in my head. I'm like, damn, <laughs> I'm gonna try to suck it in. I like didn't eat nothing that week. I was like, I, I was like, I, oh, like wow. that was my motivation to work out. I was like, man, I'm working out because I want to get on a plane. Man, and I have I to pay sit, for another seat. I want to save money. Yeah. Well, it's 2017. It's it's America. I'm pretty sure they've extended these motherfucking yeah. seatbelts a little bit here and there. Like a few inches, you know what I mean? Just a few. That's all we need. Uh, I like Javi's joke about that shit, dog. That oh shit always God. cracks me up. I love when he's like this. <laughs> like when he's going back yeah. and forth, like, who's going to do it? Like, oh, like, like, I, I was excited to see Javi because uh, I'd seen him a couple years ago, and Boy. it was right when he went through that breakup. So his comedy was, he killed that night, but he was definitely mostly bass that night. Mm-hmm. Tonight it was like I got to see the silly Javi, Javi that I've been wanting to see. Man, and, that guy, man. The Stevie, oh, the Stevie Wonder thing caught me off guard so hard. I didn't Dude, see that coming. It just I, made me laugh my I ass sna- off. I Snapchatted his Stevie Wonder thing uh, just because uh, I didn't like purposely put that joke, but that's the joke that was on when yeah. I started Snapchatting. And uh, he, it was dope because he literally said the line. He was like, because I can't see what I'm doing. And you hear the slow build of ha, yeah. ha, 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 And then they're all laughing. He's just sitting there like, just like, uh, like just, you know, that little yeah, expression or whatever. Knows. And then he, then he hits him with, but just like him, you know, but I still make sweet music or whatever. Yeah. And then it was like another. But, um, yeah, that's good. He kills it every time. What? Oh, I got to tell that, not the full Amarillo story, but this motherfucking Amarillo. I'm going to get in a nutshell, because Amarillo, boy, that was something else. What'd y'all do? Which one? I'm going to give you the, it was a place called Bodegas, yeah. Oh, I did that one now. Yeah, so they're they're, they're doing comedy there at that place, but um, shit wasn't really set up, and it wasn't their fault, but it wasn't properly set up for us. It wasn't the club's fault. It was miscommunication. Anyway, (laughs) poor dude, he's probably like, man, they're bringing up me again. There was a cat involved in this deal. He went. He went out of his way to get sponsors, right? AKA had people give oh, him money. Oh yeah. And um, he set them up in the front, and one table was like these eighty-nine-year-old Republicans oh, from sure. Amarillo, and I, I don't know what they owned and how much they paid, but anyway, they kept. They looked like straight Presbyterians. Like, oh. is that is that what you said the other day, or what is that a reference? I don't even know what a Presbyterian yeah, I think is. It was Oh, Javi said it. But it's basically like old Bible Belt type of folk. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know what division of Christian they were. <laughs> or if they're Muslim. Yeah. But um, anyway, they kept asking the little guy, the middle guy, uh, how vulgar is it, how vulgar is it, how vulgar is it. Because he was bringing his wife. He said, don't bring your motherfucking wife. And they sat up front? They, he, they sat them all in the front. People who didn't want to be there oh, were shit. all in the front. And all our people were way in the back. And mind you, these are our VIP people. People who paid extra. Yeah. And they were pushed back just because this motherfucker went and did some slick shit. Yeah. Anyway, I hope he hears this because he needs to learn his lesson. Long story short, brother. They they kept having him ask us throughout the day, how vulgar is it? 
he came into the green room and he asked Javi, hey, Javi, uh, on a scale of one to ten, I'm asking for a friend. How vulgar would you say? Oh, I was shit. like, bro, get out of here. Get out of the green room. And then when Javi went up, I was like, Javi, I don't know what you're going to do, but let's just try and make the best of this. He went down there, me and John Stringer upstairs in the green room, and we could hear him go up there. What's up, Amarillo? Let's handle this shit. Let's get it done. We all got to go home and need some pussy. <laughs> <laughs> me and Stringer were like, yes. I was like, that's my hero. Because I was in a bad mood yeah. from everything that was going on. And we fucking ran down there. I said, we got to see this shit. And I was like. So how, were they, how were they? Were they reacting? I mean, they, they, we got laughs, but I just felt like the people that were way, way, way in the back almost probably couldn't yeah. see because it's not like theater style yeah. uh, setting. And um, the people in, in the middle who technically would have been front row mm-hmm. if they had deleted that. And that place section. goes wide, right? Because it's like split down the middle bar. Yeah, but I told them I didn't want that side room because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. How do you watch comedy through a wall? Yeah. Oh, we have we have TV screens. Man, come on, bro. I'm not going to take anyone's money. Oh. Is that a foul? Dang, yeah, it's foul. Son of Shut a up. gun. That would have been nice. So is it first to score in extra innings? Yeah. Nah, just... Or is who... It's well, just like regular. So this is them right here. Yeah, if they get here, they win. Well, what if off. it stays tied? Another inning? Yeah, just going to keep going. Damn, fuck that. Yeah, it'll go late. Damn, it's like, it's a long-ass game. Yeah. yeah. Them, they're getting their money's worth. Like, I wanted to go to the Rangers because they win the World Series. Oh, he just hit them with the ball, bro. Shit. Uh-huh. He got walked. Oh, he's pissed. Wow. I'm going to have to go deep. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it is bottom of the bottom. Yeah, it's the bottom of the 10th. It is tied 12-12. We are watching history. My Houston Astros. Versus Jerry Garcia's yeah. motherfucking Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, man, we got to get you on some gigs, bro. We got to um, uh, work with you more. Yeah, man. So you got any shows coming up? Uh, you, you I just finished doing a string of shows this month. Like, this weekend, I just, I mean, I was working hyenas all weekend, and I got to do a show with you at the improv, and that was, it was a good weekend of comedy for me just overall. You stay pretty busy in the comedy, huh? Yeah, just always writing, man. I had to take a little break. No, I go to school, too. Oh, okay. Well, I, actually, that show we did in Houston, mm-hmm. I had got word that day that my brother was in the... They took him to the hospital, like, right before the show started. In Houston? Yeah, while well, I was in Houston. And he was in a coma for, like, a month. What? Yeah. What he, happened? He Accident? lost function of his kidneys. He um. He was on the verge of having a heart attack. And you hear um, that? You hear that song? Yeah, he had high blood pressure. Uh huh. High blood pressure. Yeah, but he uh, was undiagnosed. He was on the verge of having a heart attack, so his body started stopped working. His kidney stopped working, so his lungs started filling up with fluid. And like that day, he went to the doctor, and they're like, "Hey, you need to." They rushed him to the hospital right away. By that night, I had talked to him on the phone. He's like, "No, nah, I'm gonna be okay." And then like my dad calls me after the show. He's like, "Hey, he just fell into a coma. You need to get back." And that's why that day. I I woke up at five in the morning. I took off back, and that show was so badass too. So it was like, oh, you're thinking the whole time, like, 
I went back highs and highs and lows. Yeah. yeah, but he went out with last night. He recovered. Fine. He he came wow. out of it, but he's on dialysis like uh, for the rest of his life until he can get a kidney. So was he diabetic? Or? It's <clears> a nah. kidney disease. It was because uh, because he had high blood pressure, his kidney stopped working. So now he has kidney disease, and uh, but he's down like seventy five pounds now, and he's gonna get on the the kidney list, and we're positive that he's gonna, he's only twenty seven years old, so. <sighs> This is just one of those things. A shout out to Marco. Marco, question. Yeah. Let me ask you this. At age 27, so what health issues did he have at the time? Like, was, he, what did he already have? It was high blood pressure? Yeah, well, he had high blood pressure, didn't know it, though. He's a bigger guy. He's, like, about my size, you know, and just. Yeah, well, they call high blood pressure the deadly disease. Yeah. Well, I have high blood pressure runs in my family. I had to take medicine for it, but I had mine diagnosed, and I I, I keep trying to keep it under control. That's why I was asking about the pre workout stuff, because yeah. I started taking it again recently, and it gets my heart going. I'm like, yeah, that's not I can't. Not a good yeah. idea. Yeah, I can't afford to be. Not a good idea, brother. Um, what was I gonna ask you about this high blood? Oh, let me ask you, because I don't I don't think I have high blood pressure. Uh, I think I know, maybe. Right? No, you don't. No. That's the thing. And like oh, you don't you're know? you're thinner no, it's dude. Not, it's called the silent Yeah. You need to go and get your stuff checked. That's the only thing I would say to anybody. Go if you even think that your heart feels a certain way, go get checked. Get blood pressure. You don't want to go through that. He got a little lucky that, you know, he was able to get out of it and we honestly thought it was gonna be that. Cause it what was do they, how do bad. they check it? They just take your blood pressure? Yeah. Well you know those machines that you go to like a CVS or something, you put your arm in. Yeah. Uh, just go put your arm in there and it'll read it and then it'll tell you there's like a little chart that says hey you you probably need to get checked so every time you so like every time I go to the doctor you know how they weigh you and shit yeah unless if you had blood pressure they would tell you yeah they would tell you okay yeah because yeah. they check my blood pressure yeah, yeah if you go to the doctor regularly then you'll know if you have high blood pressure yeah <clears throat> here's my question um does anxiety play a role like in, if you're a very anxious type of person I would say definitely I that's why you know you got to take do stuff to make you calm down. You got to take that edge off. You got to find sometimes you got to self-medicate yourself. Mm-hmm. Such as what? What do you mean? I don't know. Wine, just, weed. Yeah, pretty much. And and do you uh do you meditate or yoga or any of that? I try to meditate a couple of times. I I have a friend of mine, she's like does yoga like she teaches a class like on a rooftop. She keeps trying to go me out there, but okay. You but I haven't go. gone it's out fun. there yet. It's fun. I'm dog. still. I'm just a bigger dude. I feel nervous. I don't ain't trying to pass no gas or nothing. You know what I mean? Right? Oh, a bunch of people and shit. Let me tell you hold on, hold on. Let me let Marisol tell this, and then and then we're gonna uh, uh, wrap it. Here you go. So I gotta tell you. So I was doing yoga, right? So I was doing yoga, uh-huh. and I would go religiously. So it was it was step and then yoga class right after, right? Yeah. There's this guy that would always go. Always go. I'm gonna say he was probably like six two, six three. And so we were doing um, downward dog, okay? Uh-huh. Which, your, which your yeah. booty is in the air, yeah. okay? And we just don't care. What? We just won, y'all. Fucking we animal. just fucking won. Oh, shit. Yes. Walk off. Fuck yes. We hit something. 13, 12, buddy. Runner brought in. That's it. Yeah, right, so brought in. Okay, let me tell y'all. Sorry. So anyway, so so I mean, this this Asian lady was amazing. I mean, I swear I'd yeah. fall asleep in that damn class every time because she was just like her voice and the music and the scent and everything. Mm-hmm. She had it on point. Boy, this guy yo gets into the dog word dog position and he just goes. Oh shit! Guess who's right behind him though? Oh damn! And guess who's only five foot one? So yeah. his ass is in my face. 
So all I hear is, <coughs> and just fart all in my yeah. face. I get the giggles because I couldn't stop yeah. laughing. I get kicked out of the class. I can oh, no longer, because I, I couldn't no longer keep my composure. Yeah. And then the teacher goes into this, like, education, like, story, educational uh -huh. story about how the body is so relaxed. That so sometimes you can just yeah. pass gas. Wow. Like, she really made it a subject. Like, it's okay. Oh, she thought you were, like, laughing at him or what? Like She didn't like that I, I was laughing at him. Uh -huh. So the next time I come to class, I see him, and I can't look at him in the face, right? Yeah. And so he's like, hey, can I talk to you for a second? And I was like... Yeah, what's up? I didn't even know what to say. I couldn't even look at him in the face. He's like, I just wanted to apologize for farting in your face the other day. And that gave me the fucking yeah, giggles. Yeah, so I couldn't I couldn't even do the class <laughs> again. It was like every time I'd see him, I'd get the giggles because all I would think about was him farting in my yeah. face. And it was just, that was my yoga experience <laughs> for the first time. Yeah, I, that's why I'm not doing it because I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> the farting guy. Yeah. Man, bro, we just won, bro. Damn. That's crazy. Man, I want to see the Astros win, I guess. I'm just like, I mean, I, I'm not an Astros. I can't be a, well, I'm a Rangers, Rangers fan. Yeah, yeah, they got their team. That's yeah. like me, like room for the Cowboys. In a, in a, yeah, you know, exactly. But at the so, same time, it's a Texas but team. It is, exactly. Yeah, and honestly, I would. I would. Like, if it was the Rangers or something yeah. like that. Yeah, if it was the Rangers, I'd be going for them. Yeah. And again, yeah. I came front like I watch every Rangers game. Not at all. I mean, Astros but is my team. But Houston is specific to Houston, though. Texas yeah. is like all over Texas. Where? I thought it was <laughs> really. Well, I guess it'd be how kind they of the do same that. Thing. How you get a, how you give a whole state a team? Uh -huh. Yeah. What do you mean? He's saying that it's not the Dallas Rangers; it's the Texas Rangers. Yeah, it's the Texas Rangers. Yeah, I know, but he's saying like it's for the whole state, whereas Houston is like for your city. Know what I'm saying? I'm talking about. So there's a whole part of the whole state that doesn't like the Astros because they look at it like. It's a Houston. Well, Houston's also the biggest city, too, so. But I guess I could root for the Astros just because it is in Texas. Mm -hmm. Hey, so so I'm going to upload this, like, ASAP. I'll probably post hobbies, um, like, tomorrow when I get home, and then probably, like, the day or two after that. So if you have any shows or anything you want to shout out. Oh, no. Nah. coming up. Well, right now, you just follow me on Instagram, and I'll post on there. It's a Luis Juarez comic. So yeah. Yeah, we got to get there. you on some more skits and stuff. So Which we'll uh, yeah. Doing yeah. We're finished touring because we have time to We just have San Antonio oh, okay. So is this up. it? Y'all just wrapped up? We just do San Antonio in a few days and we do a whole weekend. How many shows, oh, okay. baby? It's six shows. Six shows. Thank you. Thank you. Where thank you, at? San Antonio. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Uh, at the River Center Comedy Club. And oh, it's okay, six cool. shows and I think it's damn near sold out. I believe it's pretty close. I know VIP sold out for sure. And my Astros are winning. Hell yeah. And um, we're wrapping up the year. I got a little bit of senioritis, a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I just can't wait to regroup. And I think I'm going to film some of my shows in San Antonio because I need for reference, you know, because I don't want to get rusty, yeah. you know what I mean, when I take off time for the holidays. But I'm going to definitely hit you up, man, because we're brewing, we're cooking up some stuff. And I know that people like yourself yeah. are the future with this writing, man, because we're trying to make content. We're trying to make shows. Yes. We're trying to take over Change the game. It. Yeah. Uh, whether it's short films for YouTube to sketches to movies to a series on Netflix. Yeah. Um, I'm going to hit you up. Let's get you on some of these shows in 2018. Get you on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> and Ghost Rose. Hell yeah.
Well, right, thank man. you, brother. Appreciate it, Don. For Thanks real. again. Uh, now what y'all know what about them Texas boys coming down? Talk to none. That's the song you need to add after there. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you used to sing at karaoke? Hold on. Let me hear just... I, I, I used to like doing Bum B's part. Oh, damn, I can't think of it right now. Go read the step book, up you little bro- rich son. Yeah, yeah, step Go up. Go read the bro- book, you little rich son of a bitch. Step up your vocab. You little rich son of a bitch. Hey, you saw when he punked the yeah. dude at the rally? When, like, the, um... <laughs> bitch, I fucked you up. Yeah. The dude was like, oh, my God. He's like, I, I will, bitch, I'm a professor, I'll say, ho. I'll say this, though. <laughs> I'll say this about Bum B. I got sad when I saw Bum B. Like, he's, like, shedding tears after the hurricane. Like, mm-hmm. it yeah, felt, it like, sad. it felt it, man. I was like, man, that's... Dude, that's his home. And I hear that dude... I hear Bum B's, like, the nicest dude, too. Yeah. His wife is even going to like the high schools and paying their the senior dues. Oh like wow. Yeah. Like cap and gown and all, you, all that extra stuff. She's oh yeah. There and, I mean, I saw the one video that she posted. I ain't gonna lie, I couldn't watch it on because I got like choked up. I was like, yeah, I don't really feel like crying right yeah. now. Like my day's been going pretty good. But I saw, I just read the caption and I just thought. I know she doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. Neither does neither does he for recognition. But holy shit, man! No, like, they're all about protecting. They're they they got a good little place in heaven. That's all yeah. I'm gonna say. Also, shout out to Trade the Truth and DJ Mr. Rogers. They have a relief gang, and then we raised some money as well. A lot of people, everybody. Uh, yeah, we did. We yeah. Did a very nice chunk. We sent a check for that we raised. We helped collect, and we put in as well twenty one thousand. Oh, and it's probably a drop in a bucket compared to like the millions of dollars that are gonna be needed. But hey, but you know we, we we're doing our best. So again, Luis, thanks again. Go Strolls, yeah, man, and thank you guys for listening. Peace. Right. Yeah, <laughs> help me with leak it. It's kind of like grit. Yeah. You know, good grades, show up, do the work. They say a code. Yeah, front. but you know, you know, you never know. And and with with things like YouTube and and whatever people. Oh just... man, with these little kids. Man, if I was a little teenager and had access to what all these motherfuckers got access to, like we used to have to rip out a page of somebody's big brother's little Playboy or something, and Absolutely. then you'd have that photo. I I, uh, I did. I, ho- <laughs> I hosted a a, a page show at a middle school a few years ago, and I'm walking in. I'm like, I'm, I don't know why you want me to host this this. Central, but I was doing it as a favor to a friend who was like dating the counselor. What the, the fuck? At the school. Hold on, like, you hosted a what? A, a middle school talent show. <laughs> when was this? This is about last week. Three years ago. Oh now. shit! So, yeah, this is a while back. Oh, I can't wait to hear so, about this. So I didn't even have anything. I definitely didn't have anything kid friendly on YouTube. Uh, but as I was walking in, some some kid was like, "Hey, I've seen that guy on YouTube. What? He does this joke about." Like and he, wow. he did wasn't like mistaking me for anybody else or anything <laughs> like that. Like I was like, oh, uh, why is this kid watching? Like, but because if you put it in Corpus and whatever, you know, eventually you you, gonna you go down the rabbit you. hole, you're gonna come up. Yeah. You know, you know, or or just Texas and count because of the, you can put tags on stuff and. Well, you, speaking of that, how you said, how you saying right now? Like, if you look on YouTube and put like mm-hmm. Texas and comedy, like a motherfucker should pop up. You know yeah. what I mean? And what what I would like to see is like a, um, 
like I guess I don't know if the word is synergy or, or not that we all gotta cross promote each other and shit. You know right. what I mean? Because I know there's different little politics and different little cliques, and you know some people are not with that. Right. But but what I'm saying is like if somebody's looking up a let's say a Raymond Orta joke, they right. could stumble across Javi. Like you know what I'm saying? Where it says like right. not not be. putting y'all into the same and you know and not I saying that you me midnight. Yeah, yeah, but, but but what I mean is, like, in turn, I'm not saying, like, oh, we're a movement, like, fucking reggaeton and shit, like, we're going right. to kick down the door together. Nothing, nothing like that, but just, like, you know, everybody's grinding, everybody's talented, there's some funny motherfuckers out there that, that some people, like, just haven't caught on to just yet, but, like, the sh- it's brewing, you know what I'm saying? Um, like, even with this, we're, we've, we've mentioned several funny motherfuckers throughout yeah. This like just saying like oh yeah Junebug yeah, said name, blah blah if blah. A, if it's in a positive light, like why not say that name, you know, and mm. and let people know. The algorithm, son, is what I'm saying. Be knowing, you know. I'm all about the algorithms. Be and, knowing, you know, encouraging, and yeah. we should all be a support system. Yeah, because because there's very few. Latino comics, and so instead of hating, I hold it, baby, because we're gonna hear all these hands and shit on the mic. Like I, all that you just did again, guys. I, I was gonna do a disclaimer at the beginning. Like, Sorry. hey guys, uh, I need to get some mic stands. I know how sensitive it was. They're like hella sensitive. All right, sorry. So I'm gonna hold it. Okay. So I said, what was I saying? Oh, I'm just saying, like we should, you know, as comics, you guys should all, especially Latino comics, instead of like fucking tugging down on, you know what I'm saying? Like, fuck that guy, you know? Or, like, talking shit about one another. Um, I think that everybody should kind of, like, encourage and push and be like, hey, you know what? I'm not this type of comic, but, you know, I do have a buddy who could, you know, probably, instead of, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, network it. You know what I'm saying? Don't be, like, there's so little of, of them and the ones that are out there, like, hello, push it. At the same time, be dope. You know what I'm saying? Because cause it reminds me of, uh, I don't want people to confuse it how it was in the rap game where it was like, hey, I'm brown, you're brown, I rap, you rap, we're from Texas, we should all be one fucking record label right. or whatever. We should all be one click. We should all just, when it's like, uh, yeah, we're you have you downloaded some little software and you went and got you a little mic, but that right. still don't mean that we're... So you got to be dope, too. <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? Because that's well, how you're going to represent. All and I know is the circle of comics that I pick to be on Pete's show are hella good. So I know the homies we roll with, and, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily know them, you know, but they're fucking great. And once people come to your show, they get to see them, and I love that, you know? It's like I love that they get to see a variety. Yeah. And I yeah, think they some, like that, Yeah, too. some people, too, even left a comment like, oh, where's, you know, we're like, where's Midnight? Like on my uh, when I was promoting on Facebook, like oh, what about midnight or something like that? Right. It's like psh, I'm not trying to fuck his money up to where he gets burnt out at a club or in an area. Right. Yeah, so so when he comes he back, yeah. So if he comes back, does his own thing, boom, that's demand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know, but yeah, man. Yeah, I, every I, time I, I think about like when I pick, you know, we have shows and we we book, you know, I book them. I always think about. What two combo of comedians do I want for this show? You know, but it is pretty dope that on my roster I have nothing but dope comedians. Like I don't have any shitty ones, and it, right. so sometimes it is hard to pick. Like this guy, dang, but 
these two are good together too, you know? And I'm like sitting there like trying to puzzle, like who do I want here? Who do I yeah. want there? But, but, that, but at the same time, you're just building that reputation that everyone knows. Quality when, show. I, when I go to a Chingo Bling show, not only am I going to get Chingo Bling and he's going to be funny, but whoever he's going to have on that stage yeah. with him is yeah. going to For be. Sure. They're superstars. A hell of a show as well, you know? And, and that says a lot because, because then, and as much as they might like to see Midnight again, mm-hmm. but also like, you know what though? It's going to be a little bit different because one of those guys is going to be someone I hadn't, I didn't see last time mm-hmm. or mm. I haven't seen in a while or. Like, know. like Jerry, Jerry was catching some heat because, um, we got, we got that little thing on Instagram or whatever right. Dodgers Astros. So <laughs> I don't know. He knew uh-huh. he was going to be in this crossfire. Like in other words, now you got these little Astros fans who he's never met are like, right. oh, man, that fool fucked up at this other show. He kept saying da 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 and, and, and you should have uh, brought that other fool or something, just hating on him, probably oh, like, yeah. go Astros, go Astros type right. of thing. Uh-huh. So it, it's almost like, um, like we're saying, like, you know, you may see a comic, you know, you might see another guy another uh-huh. time, but, like, it's almost like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, Almost like a, not like a click, not like that, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like if you look at the freshman XXL type of thing, it's like, oh, that's little Yachty, and that's right. the other guy. It's almost like, oh, Jerry G, Astros, fool. You know what I mean? It's right. almost like, um, I, I, I can't explain what I'm trying to say. I'm probably going to have to cut that part out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that part made zero sense, but. Joseph, <laughs> who, who does this? Joseph? No. Nah, oh, you, oh, you I honestly wasn't even, I honestly didn't even want to, um, I just want to have a conversation. I didn't want it to be all, like, surgically. Like, even these noises. Again, right. I apologize for all these fucking noises and shit. Like, even that, mm-hmm. I just adjusted my hand, and I, it picked it. The mic picked it up. So, I, I didn't want to go through an edit, really. I okay. just wanted to upload, like, pretty much as is, basically, and, um, and just get on it and just... Because we always have dope conversations. We just never yeah. really, You'll like, never tape them. Sure. Mm-hmm. Because some sometimes, you know, if there's an aspiring comic who listens to Chingo's podcast or your podcast, you know, mm-hmm. or any of the other comedians that are on iTunes, Felipe's, uh, Coco Diaz, you know, all of them, it, it gives you a sense of different there's comics. So huh? Yeah, there's a lot of podcasts out yeah. there. Yeah, there's so many of them. They're all great, you know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm a fan of all of them. But I'm just saying, like, I think they're a variety and you get to see and if you're an aspiring comic hearing stories about like what it's out there you know what you got to do I think that kind of helps if mm-hmm. you know you guys having these conversations because sometimes they're great after shows you know I, I, I also I don't know what when it's going to happen but I also predict I may have hella gray hair by the time this shit happens <laughs> I predict that there's going to be a whole nother like I picture like a um, almost like an eight mile Something that looks like a rap battle going down, like you got like some hood motherfuckers basically uh-huh. that are good at talking shit and wanting to pursue this art form. You know what I'm saying? Like almost, almost in into the point to where shit's saturated. Uh-huh. Because, like for instance, SPM hit the scene. All of a sudden, you get like I don't I, like Four right. Corner Hustlers and them out of out of um, like Tiny and Ice and Smoke right. and everybody. From uh, you know, rest in peace, Flatline. I'm not saying they were directly 
um, influenced by SPM, but I know they work with him a lot, and they were kind of from that era. No, there's definitely they, that, that they came up, yeah, yeah, they came up in that same time. So, um, so my point is, when you start to see familiar faces, like, oh, these are the fa- these are the new faces. So, like, that's what I was trying to say about Jerry. Right. Not to go back five minutes, but it's like these are the new fresh faces. These are the guys that are. Um, out there that they can tell you what it's like in Florida or they, you know, they're hitting their town or they came up doing the basement acapella shows right. with the fucking cell phone. Dude, that's going in an episode or something. That, we yeah, got it. We got to use that like for a movie or something, something. a pilot that yeah. just, I don't know. It's just that, uh, that sounds super fucking dope actually. Yeah. And, th- and that's what I was trying to do. Um, with my long-winded intro set, was for it to have that little, like... I just wanted to play around and experiment to get in the pocket, and... Um, yeah. No, it felt... It, it was very surreal, because it felt like... I was like, am I in, like, in a movie right now? Like, like why, why is this happening right now? But it was just... People just like, hey... But it was, in, it was just because of the environment of... No, we're all artists here. Like, everyone's an artist here. We respect it. That's everyone. dope. And so we, we want y'all to have your time to... To do what you came to do. Like, we heard the DJs, we saw the art, now we get to hear you tell your jokes, you know. And so they oh, so there was like a variety of stuff throughout the day? No, well, it was an evening. It was like, they, you it said was they like, had DJs. Like, so, so you go in, so they got the DJ spinning while you're walking around looking at the, at the art and, and and whatever. No, no, thank you, I'm good. And, uh, and then, like, okay, we're going to do the comedy show. And I think uh, the host gets up there and he's maybe does like, Three four minutes and then it's just pow and and then it went out yeah. and then boom out and then we're just kind of like look at each other like okay and then That's like people just word. start like it like if it was a, like a sprint commercial just people wow. just pulling out their phones that sounds I, I ain't gonna lie that sounds like a a dope concept like I yeah. I've heard I've heard of like those coffee shop open mic type of things like yeah. um uh, Richard Cabral out there in L A mm-hmm. uh, him and uh, Saif and uh, his like actor crew, mm-hmm. they have like this little poetry thing. Things I've I've done I've done some some interesting stuff. I've I've done uh, at a uh, at a gun school. What stand up uh, in, in in Austin at Centex Guns. They they do like a uh, handgun safety, your concealed handgun. And stuff. you got to crack jokes about that. Uh, no, no no, but that's where the show was at. Like we use the classroom. So you go in after hours, you walk past the storefront, which is like all these fucking crazy guns, right? Like, like Arnold Schwarzenegger type, like just commando, commando level guns. Like that's what it looked like. Uh, And then it's like, okay, yeah, the classroom's back there. And you go and you do the show in this classroom that they, during the day, they use it for concealed handgun classes. Wow. And uh, so that was... Interesting, but but yeah, definitely coffee house house style uh, comedy. I did a show at, again. A lot of them in Austin that, that are kind of like a little offbeat, you know. Uh, that that's like a there's a place that's a it's a coffee house slash uh, bar. Like it, so they sell both. No oh, shit. Yeah. Coffee and like liquor, and and liquor and, and beer, liquor, beer, and and you Something did comedy like in there. And they did comedy in there. That was cool. 
I mean, that was that one wasn't too weird because it, it did feel it had still had a bar vibe to it. So it was just like doing comedy in a bar. But there's different stuff doing comedy in pizza places and uh, bookstores. There, there's one that was um, they had a show based on that they used to do a show in a comic book store like no once shit. a month. I, I forgot the name of the comics that that you should do it, uh, but. It was on some type of series where they they did like a monthly show like in the back of a comic book store, you know, and and so there's definitely different things that you can do that kind of makes for just interesting. Yeah, just I mean that that whole intimate, that whole intimate uh, type of type right. of feel. Well, yeah, today was a cool little dress rehearsal, so we got two more tomorrow. Two more after that, and then yeah, one I mean, on this Sunday. Is, this is the, my first time performing in Dallas in a while. I think mm-hmm. the last time that I was in Dallas, uh, I did a Midnight's Old Room. Oh, yeah, the yeah. patio, the underground. Man, I, uh, I, I was so whack when I, uh, at that point when Midnight yeah. had me at. That was a great little <laughs> venue, though. It, it was, I think yeah. that was the first place that I ever did, like, a full hour Oh, yeah, a whole hour. Stand up. Yeah, we, we brought our Vatos Locos show up here. Nice. Had a whole bunch of family show up. And uh, so I normally close those shows out and was able to stretch out a little bit. And uh, so. Yeah, man, yeah, Midnight had that spot. Um, yeah, yeah, he had a great spot. room. And like I said, I'm again, glad I not got something to see he did for the long run, but now he kind of knows he produced that show and he produced it so well and he brought a lot of comics through. And now he has that he he has that skill set and he knows what it takes Big to time. put on and to promote a show, both of people that have followings and people that don't, and the difference, you know. Uh, yeah, and you know what? His experience came in handy because uh, I was like only a f- probably a few months in to stand up, but we wanted to do something. It was during Christmas, mm-hmm. like toy drive type of thing, and we had that warehouse, and I had this um. I forget why I had that stage made. Oh, it was supposed to be a green screen. Mm-hmm. I wanted a big, giant green screen, and the other side was a stage. Anyway, so we wanted to do this, um, like, comedy show where people bring a toy. And right. we, we collected a bunch of toys that we donated. But I I didn't know any better, but that is not a good environment. Like, we had, uh, we tried, though. We had it kind of, it was legit, yeah, but we had, like. Yeah, I've done comedy in a warehouse before. It's. Well, ours ours was like kind of legit, considering it was a warehouse. Mm-hmm. Like, um, on one side we had um. You never went to the store? Nah. Oh. Uh, I don't know if he had seen. Well, we had a little bit like store in the front, and and then some little ad- admin type offices, and, and there was mainly like screen printing in the back, and like storage for shirts, like where all the shirts were. But anyway, we we moved all that. Mm-hmm. Had this little stage. I had a spotlight. I had a DJ. Um, we even had a little sign say like Los Chingones of Comedy or some shit. Mm-hmm. And then on this side we had like pan dulce, coffee, and tea. I don't know what else. And uh, and then we had rows and rows of chairs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it is what it is. But Midnight, obviously, Midnight crushed it. He came on, but um, his experience. He was already telling me. He's like, yeah, these ceilings are probably gonna be a problem. Yeah. And well, not, not the, I mean, the vibe. It, but yeah, it does. Just like the energy and the vibe, like. Like, you have to do more work to get that warehouse mm-hmm. type of vibe popping. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just not as automatic as, like, oh, you're at the improv, mm-hmm. you know? But. Yeah, I've done a warehouse. 
All my favorite ones, I and I because I still do them to this day is is the backyard uh, parties. I've done comedy on a half pipe. A skate. Yeah, a skate. Yeah, a skate ramp. A skate, a skate half pipe. So this, uh, they hired me for this guy's fortieth birthday party. The guy's son was a skater, and and had this huge backyard and they had a half pipe set up. So they had a band playing back there. And hired me to, to do like maybe 30, 45 minutes of comedy. And went so they they use their skate pipe as a, as a stage. stage. Yeah, those are always the fun ones when people will hire you to do their backyard party and go out of their way to make a stage for you or or you know clear the porch and have everyone sit down. I had some that they they were in the process of building a deck, and so they sat chairs in front of the deck and I used I used the deck wow. as my stage. That was cool. I had someone that didn't have a stage, but they cleared off their, like, uh, brick patio. They hung up lights, and it was a Halloween party, and they set hay bales. They, oh, that's like, dope. Rows of hay bales so that everyone was just sitting in front of me. And so you, I had, you like, told a Dracula jokes area. And shit. I just did my normal <laughs> jokes, but but I think I did some hollow, some Halloween jokes. But, Is that, but All right, I did, I did a solid 20 of just Halloween jokes. Yeah, I mean, I normally do. I have, like, some Christmas ones that I, that I do. You know, it's with, when you're doing private parties, you don't have to do, like, the whole set. Like, it, just as long as you, you do it up front. It's just kind of like when... Like when you're headlining in a town, like you go uh-huh. up and you do, you give them, give them five minutes of, of like off the topical, top, uh-huh. topical, local stuff. And, a and that's, and that's enough to kind of create this illusion of, uh, this is oh, all, he's riffing. this Cause, is all new. Cause then it doesn't, they don't know. Right. Because then it's like, then you just go into the act and they're like, they're like, did, did he stop like just making it up or like, it was, this is act like, what was it? And and then they they figure it out for themselves. You know, they they decide like, you know, oh, was that his act or was that just <laughs> was he just talking the whole time? Like, at what point did he start telling canned jokes? Well, thank thankfully, at the moment, the average um, comedy show goer or mm-hmm. whatever, um, for the most part, I don't think they read into shit as much as we do. Obviously, no, they don't. we definitely we we. Uh, uh, enjoy a comedy show a lot different. The same way that a musician goes and watches a band. Or boxers. Differently, right? Like somebody knows how to box and they're, right. wa- they're watching a boxing match. They're looking at totally different. They're appreciated from a different, different. They're still enjoying it, uh-huh. but for a completely different list of yeah. reasons. You know, I go, you know, it's like, oh, you didn't laugh. Well, I don't have to laugh because I know how that joke works, but I can appreciate yeah. what it took to write that joke or... You, you know, you know a lot. Of, I get that a lot from like open micers, right? They're like they like. So sometimes I'll be sitting at at I run an open mic back in Corpus, and sometimes they'll say a joke, and I and I'm I I do like the joke, but I'm not gonna like give a <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. La- laugh. I'm like huh, so, so, so you're like Simon huh. Cowell, yeah yeah crushing dreams back there, but to them it, because of just the insecurities that come with doing comedy, they're like oh you gave me a fake laugh. It's like no, it's not a fake laugh. It's more that's my acknowledgement that I, I saw what, what I saw what you did there. I'm like uh-huh. like, like uh, that was a that was a solid joke. Like ha, huh. gotcha, got yeah, <laughs> you did that one right. You know, in my opinion. 
But all right, man. Shit. It's a long night. We long just finished night. kidding that show, but uh, we got two more tomorrow, brother. So I'm going to let you make it. All I right. appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thanks for stopping by the yes. hotel. The hotel studio. All right, now I got to figure out how to stop this thing. All right.